Hello, my peachy friends out there in podcast land. This is Sarah Giovanetti Mobley coming at you from the Peachy Girl podcast. I hope everybody is having a beautiful Sunday fun day. I'm actually getting ready to go out, do some shopping, and then I'm going to run into the city and check on the salons. And um, I was thinking about what I was going to talk about today and... I was thinking to myself, you know, even during the week that like, I'm so glad that I'm someone who actually reads books because it always gets me thinking (laughs) and I always have something to talk about. I actually have, you know, some quality content to deliver because I actually, you know, read books. And so I always try to encourage people to be able to, you know, make sure you're reading because it. Uh, reading is going to allow you to be more competent of a person, right? And once you start developing competence in an area, you're going to be more competent, right? Because your knowledge is intrinsic, you know? So it's like whatever you need to do with your job, you know, your life, no matter what you're doing, even if you're a homemaker, you know, if you want to be more confident in that area, you know, you could always hire a um, a professional organizer, you could hire a chef, you know, um, you know, there's so many things that you can do to actually get real skilled up in that area where it no longer feels like, say, a burden, but you know, you, you got everything on lockdown. You got a lot of time for yourself, right? That's like becoming competent where you're at, right? So it doesn't matter where you're at in life. You can always start learning skills and obviously be grateful for where you're at, <laughs> right? And start learning skills, honing where you're at because, you know, I just feel like there's such a huge disconnect um, with the working population today where they are always kind of have this like just uh, unsatisfied nature about them. And that truly comes from not having the spiritual practice of gratitude and perspective. Because it's like no matter where you're at, I don't care where it is, you show up how you are. If you're a late person working at McDonald's, you're going to show up late. If you're a late person working at the Ritz-Carlton, you're going to show up late, right? You know, who you are is what you, uh, what you, sh- you know, show up at, no matter where you're at. So even if you're working at McDonald's, you know, and you can't think you're going to have a come up there, yes, you can, right? It's like show up on time, you know, be a value do extra work. And then now maybe you're not working, you know, doing fries. Now you're working at the front desk and now you're the assistant manager, the manager, and now you have your own franchise and now you're a millionaire. Like legit, that's how it happens, right? (laughs) But people always feel as if where they're at is not good enough to develop. You know, when you, when you want to be a business owner, if you want to be a leader in your field, uh, you have to develop yourself no matter where you're at. And that can even happen, say you're a stay-at-home mom, right? You learn how to function your house like a, a well-oiled machine. Now you have the skill sets to be a manager pretty much, right? Because what are you doing in your household? You are juggling a lot of things. You know, you're like meals. <laughs> it's like you're running a car service. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to clean and organize. You got to keep things running. Like that's, it's intense. You know, I was a homemaker for a lot of years. 
and trust and believe. I had that. I had that on lock. I had a whole schedule set up. I had extra help. Always had me a cleaning lady, like you know, a cleaning lady. Like I had that so scheduled where I still had time for myself. And I learned while I was there. So I was a homemaker, but I was still honing my skill sets and developing myself. Right. You know, kids got to get to school on time. Right. So if I'm a late person, then I'm going to drop the kids off late. You see what I'm saying? So if you're a late person, well, you need to develop discipline. Right. And discipline is the only thing in the whole entire world that is going to get you anywhere in life. So no matter where you're at, whatever job you have, develop discipline there, become a value there. Right. Because I even know, like even for myself, my employees, you know, the, the ones that are shining stars, you know, they're the ones that I'm going to be partnering with to open other salons with. Right. But that, you know, they had to show and prove to me that they're responsible, they're hardworking, they show up on time, they're loyal, they have a moral code and compass. Well, I got to see it. You know, they got to deliver every single day. And once I see it, now I believe it, right? And they're able to develop, you know, working with me, right? So wherever you are, there you're at, you know, and um, no matter where I've ever worked before, I always wanted like the owners, the management to be doing good and shining because they're the ones that are in charge. And and if I'm helping keeping them happy, then we have a happy environment, right? So I always be like, what can I do? You know what I mean? Anything extra, I'm going running, getting coffee and donuts. I'm like, you know, you need something, I'll order it for you. You know, and I've worked myself up into management positions wherever I have been because I always want to be a person of value. And that makes me feel good because that's, see, the thing is, it's like, you know, people put a lot of value into, you know, the way they look, everything on the outside. But what is intrinsic inside of you, nobody can take that away from you, right? That's forever, right? So, if you're someone who's on time, that's a character quality. And people really, you know, you might think it's nothing, but people really appreciate it when you're actually on time. You know, you're on time and then, you know, it makes the day run smoother. If you're a late person, then you're showing up saying, everything is about me. I'm selfish. I'm thinking about myself and not anyone else. And now I'm going to cause chaos all throughout the day because I'm running late. Like that's what it means, right? So it's like showing up and on time shows respect for your people and the people that work with you and your coworkers, right? Um, you know, just be having integrity and having boundaries, right? So it's like, you know, having a moral code, you know, if somebody comes in and, you know, they try to s- steal some, are you going to say something? Are you going to speak up? Or are you going to just, oh, huh, girl, go ahead, take it. You know what I mean? Be- but the thing is, it's like, you don't respect yourself, right? You don't have that value. But if that's something that, you used to normally do, well, you can correct it. You can build your character. You can always evolve and you can always build your character. And that's what people, um, you know, don't realize because so many people have like this black and white thinking, right? It's like somebody did something. It's like, oh, let's write them off, never deal with them again. It's like, no, human beings are evolving, (laughs) right? You know, it's like, you know, we're evolving as human beings and we can always get better and we can always evolve, evolve into who we want to be and evolve our character, if that makes sense, right? So like if you used to be late, you know, you can just, you know, 
practice, hire a coach, get some skill sets to develop there, right? You can learn to be more honest. You can learn to, you know, read 25 pages of a book a day, right? You can, you know, whatever it is, you can learn to uh, learn to be more generous. Like, you know, every day I'm going to do something for somebody else, right? Make a conscious decision that that's what you're going to do. And that takes discipline, right? Because, you know, when we're children, obviously we have our parents to tell us what to do, but as we become adults, it's up to us to parent ourselves. And we can, we're always going to be evolving and always getting better to the day, you know, we die, right? But that takes the ability, you know, to be having that open mindset and being able to learn and grow. Like one of the quotes I like by Dr. Jordan Peterson, he's someone that I absolutely adore, love. You know what I mean? Because he's someone who speaks the truth regardless of the consequences. And I love that. And there's nothing more that I love personally than the truth. I don't care what the situation is, it's like, just give me the truth. Because once we have the truth, then we can set the course straight again. Because you can't build anything meaningful off of a lie, right? And um, one of the quotes that he says is, if you can think, write, and speak, then you are absolutely deadly, right? And that's absolutely the truth, right? So, and how you develop yourself to be able to write think and speak is reading books, right? So, or, you know, listening to um, podcasts, but reading is going to be able to give you actually something to talk about. (laughs) You know, you actually have something meaningful to contribute to the conversation, right? And um, you start developing yourself where you're not living in ignorance, right? So for me, like the worst, and I'm trying to develop compassion in this area, is that so many people speak up and they really have nothing of value to really kind of bring to the table. They're just speaking up and talking about people and gossiping and trying to, you know, tear down someone, you know, and attacking, you know, who they are as a person. And that comes from, you know, jealousy, but jealousy comes from not putting any effort into yourself. And the antidote, antidote to jealousy is to work on yourself, right? Align yourself and love yourself and pour all that energy into you, right? And develop yourself, right? So that's why jealousy is just basically you're pissed off at somebody else who's doing the work, (laughs) right? You know what I mean? So if you would just work on yourself and take all the energy and put it on yourself, then you wouldn't feel that way, right? Because then you would know like, wow, you would have respect. You're like, wow, I just like, you know, read three books and I learned this, that, and the third, and gosh, like, oh my gosh, it took me four months to read these books, right? So now you're not jealous of your friend who, you know, read a book, right? Because you're like, wow, that took a long time to read, right? And now you're like, actually have something to talk about, like that's based on the truth, right? So, I mean, it's like, I will not sit and have a conversation with someone that's like, based on a lie. So a lot of times people will even grow up in environments and households where no one talks and no one's allowed to say the truth, right? So everybody's just like walking around on eggshells, like, and we can't say 
the truth. We can't talk about anything. And there's like no books around. So there's no like environment for like learning and growing and you're not speaking and and you're not saying anything. So basically you're learning just, you know, fear and jealousy, right? Like, because you're like, you can't say anything. Nobody's working on themselves. And unfortunately, a lot of people and a lot of families grow up like that, where it's like the parents are pleasure chasing and they're not really living a life that's like aligned and fulfilled. So they don't feel aligned and fulfilled. So they're out chasing pleasure, trying to feel good all day long. And they're like leaving their kids like with no information, (laughs) Um, you know, they're not teaching them principles, you know, they're not debating with them, speaking with them, trying to talk to them, you know, aligning their thoughts and feelings with the truth. You know, they're just kind of like, shoot, you're on your own, (laughs) you know? And so, you know, these are the children and the people that are out in society. And that's why I'm so happy that we have internet now and podcast and information is so available to so many people so that, you know, those, uh, that generation of kids that kind of grew up with like lock key, <laughs> I call them, where, you know, the parents are gone all day long, then they come home, don't talk to them and just repeat, repeat, you know? So it's like, you know, that whole generation of lock key kids are able to kind of educate themselves now because the information is, you know, on a computer screen. And I mean, even for myself, I try to read as much as possible. It's like, I can't get enough information because I'm trying to educate myself, you know, because it's like, I feel like the worst sin in the world is ignorance, right? And it's like so much pain and hurt comes from lack of information and it takes work, you know, to learn, you know, and that starts with reading. And so that's why, like, I'm, I am an advocate for people to go to college, even if you have to go to college online or attend a vocational, a vocational school, of course, I'm always an advocate for that. But I do believe that people should go to college. Um, I know a lot of people think that maybe that's not the answer. I believe someone should go to vocational school and then um, college, right, in that order, right, so they're not like in debt. But I will tell you what college did for me. Um, College gave me the confidence to be able to read and think um, and speak and articulate my thoughts and to be able to debate with someone and to be able to put... um, uh, you know, my theories out there. Cause you know, I had to do essays. Like I'm like, I'm writing essays every week, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 pages. Like it made me think, <laughs> you know, and then it made me, um, I think the biggest skill set that I learned too, was to also be able to, uh, think for myself. Right. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, as you know, we're kids and we're always listening to somebody, we're listening to our parents, our pastors, you know, our teachers, and we never really develop the capacity to think for ourselves, you know. So, you know, being in college for me was something where it's like, oh, I can actually pick this book up here, read it, do some notes on it. And then I can kind of come up with my own thoughts. And I will tell you the great thing about reading is reading gives you wisdom, right? So say like, I love reading autobiographies and it's like, especially if I know the author is like authentic and truthful, right? Um, Or it was written in a truthful, authentic way. And you can avoid so many landmines in life, you know, just reading that raw truth, You know what I mean? Like just for example, I just read the book, uh, 
the setup by Dan Bills, Bilzerine. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Hopefully he don't listen to this podcast. He'd be like, girl, you don't messed up my name. But anyway, I, re- I read the book because, you know, I'm like newly single. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I need some information <laughs> as far as like, I don't want to get played. So I'm like, let me get some information from like the ultimate player. You know what I mean? So that way, I have some knowledge and wisdom and I'm not naive when it comes to the games men play, right? You know, say they're not coming from an authentic heart, right? So if you can get past his shenanigans, of course, the story was very colorful. The the book was like 500 pages long, but it was full of surprisingly a lot of business advice. This man has raised money for like a business um, he shares like his, you know, mistakes and, and he's very, he's so brutally honest that you get the lesson. It's like, so like practical wisdom. And I actually took notes. So once I got done, I highlighted, I took notes. I had like 10 pages full of information and I went over and I reread it and I was able to get so much practical wisdom out of it. You know what I mean? So he's someone obviously who is a recovering sex addict, you know, but I think now he's trying to use his fame to serve society. And um, I did have compassion for him because, you know, at the end of the day, if you have an addiction, you're suffering inside internally. So it doesn't matter, you know, you could be shopping, like, you know, there's people who literally will spend their whole entire family fortune you know, shopping because they have a black hole inside of them, right? So any type of addiction you have, you just, you're trying to fill a black hole. You know what I mean? So I understood that he's someone who's suffering. So I was able to have compassion and I was able to read the book from that lens. And that's why I was able to get a lot of gold mines out of the book. Like I was able to get golden nuggets, (laughs) you know, and get the practical wisdom because I wasn't reading the book from a point of being judgmental and critical of his fall, uh, his flaws and faults, just like every single human being, right? He's just being honest and saying it and living his life out loud. Most people have these little secret lives and they do a lot of stuff, but you just don't know nothing about it. You know what I mean? And then meanwhile, they're the pastor in the church every week. So, um, you know, I appreciated the honesty. So, so that is like the beauty of being able to, you know, read a book, you know, gain wisdom, right? And then you actually are a little more competent because now, like I said, I just read his book. I'm like, okay, I get the whole strategy now. So now it's like, I want to avoid the player type of personality, right? So now I clearly know what to look for, right? And so now I don't have to step on that mind. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's the beauty of reading a book, right? But most people don't have the focus to say, like it was 500 pages. And when I tell you I got the message and I got the lessons, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I read, I read the whole entire book, 500 pages, right? So, you know, but like I said, I was able to kind of develop you know, uh, the ability to be able to read and think and speak in college because I was, I had to practice doing that for years and years and years. Like every single week I had to read, right? Had to read books. And every single week I had to write papers and essays. And then I had to formulate my opinions on what I read. And I did that for years and years and years. And so that's why I feel confident and competent even having a podcast, right? And so I'm like a lifelong learner, And so that's why I continue to still read and learn because things are always changing. Like, you know, we didn't have the internet, you know, 
I didn't have the internet my whole entire life, right? So, you know, and social media, you know, these things are all new. And so these are things that I have to learn and grow. I mean, even with our salon, I, we, we've had to upgrade our software. I mean, there's so many new things that have happened in the past two years. Like, I'm surprised my head's on straight. <laughs> I was like, just between like running a business and, um, you know, <laughs> trying to keep everything going steady and all these changes that have been happening over the past two to three years. I'm like, wow, my head's still on. So, you know, I guess like what I learned was, you know, to stay steady in the middle of a storm, right? So that's, that was my lesson, you know? So I definitely became very intensely spiritual over these past two to three years because it's like so much chaos is going on all around me. And it's very important that I have the ability to stay still, if that makes sense, right? And have peace inside of myself. So everything can be going to hell around me, but I still have my peace. Nobody can take that, right? (laughs) You know? So, um, and that's something you develop, you know, on the inside, right? And I've been able to develop that through, you know, learning how to, you know, meditate, still my mind and, you know, journal and learn to have gratitude and a perspective practice, right? And just to be able to come home to myself, right? You know, because I find that if you're always running around chaotic all over the place, it's because you don't feel peaceful inside of yourself, right? And um, that kind of brings me back to um, kind of the topic of my uh, the podcast uh, that I did last week. So last week I wrote, um, I didn't write, uh, right? I spoke about solitude, right? So on my account with um, doing my podcast, I can see how many views I get on um, all of the different podcasts that you know I share. So the one that has the most um, views or listens was all about um, uh, self growth. Um, I got to look it up and see, but it was all about oh self development. That was the one that got the most um, I guess people listening to. So I shared about solitude and got like the least views and, and, um, kind of got me thinking like, wow, so people must be scared of solitude more than anything. Right. So I guess even in prison, they put you in solitude. Right. And you know, that's like the worst thing you can do. But if you learn a spiritual practice of like meditating and being at home with yourself, it's like, you'll learn to make peace inside of your own mind and peace inside of your own spirit. And so you can be calm and it's a beautiful place to be, right? And reading books will allow you to be able to think about beautiful things, right? So if you never read anything, you know, and you never really develop a spiritual practice, of course, solitude is like, I guess your worst nightmare. So that was really interesting. It's always, I'm always curious to see like which podcast people like listen to more than others. So that was very interesting. Um, So I'm going to probably start sharing more about um, my spiritual practice and meditation just because I saw that solitude was an episode that didn't get a lot of listeners. And it's probably because that scares them the most, right? And a solitude doesn't scare me at all because of my childhood. Boy, I had to put up with so much and deal with so much. I'm like a daggone warrior. I'm like ready for the fight all the time, whatever gets thrown at me. 
So, uh, and that's, I think, the, the biggest lesson I've learned in life to this point is truly that, you know, your pain, your suffering, your trials all lead you to having strength and fortitude. You know, if you're able to get the meaning and the lesson and you're able to kind of look at it from a different lens, because I know a big part of my life, like I used to always feel, you know, sorry for myself. Like there was a big part, you know, that I did feel that way, even though, you know, I always push my life forward. But like inside, you know, I just wouldn't, I would be like, oh man, like, oh, why did I have to go through all this shit? Right. So, um, but now, you know, especially being a business owner, I just see how, you know, weak people are and how they fold and they can't stand, like they can't stand their ground, right? And they can't stand in their discipline. They can't stand in their values. You know, they can't speak up. They can't push back. They can't put a fight up, hold the line, right? And they fold so quickly and they avoid conflict so much, you know, like they're so naive, they're so weak. Um, and, And so now, I'm like, well, thank God all that happened (laughs) because look at me now. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like all that stuff that happened to me just made me strong. You know what I mean? Because it's like a lot of times the things that, you know, people get upset about and fall apart about, I truly do have to have a lot of compassion. I have to really develop that, you know, because pain is pain. But it's like when people start crying to me about stuff that like I wouldn't even bat an eyelash about, you know? Because I've had to, you know, I've gone through so much worse, you know what I mean? Sometimes it can make me seem a little compassionless. (laughs) So I've had to develop compassion and realize that, you know, no matter where you come from, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, it doesn't matter your nationality, white, black, Indian, doesn't matter. If you feel internal pain, pain is pain, right? And pains, you know, what you go through is not on some sort of measuring scale, Right. And so I I learned that through, you know, spiritual development. Right. Because I'm working on myself reading these books. But anyway, I just want to jump on here really quickly. I do have to kind of get my day moving forward. But I did want to, you know, just check in with everyone. And I hope everybody has a beautiful, blessed week. And I would encourage everyone this week to read, write and think and speak. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys soon.